the cloud. All right. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode number five of Orange Pillars. Uh, thank you for being here and for listening. Uh, if you haven't listened before, every month, Pavel and I hang out for a few hours. We talk about concepts related to Bitcoin uh, and we share orange pilling stories and just, you know, stuff we're learning. So if you enjoy the show, you can support it by sending some sats to the QR code in the YouTube description. If that's where you're listening. Uh, those funds will go to help Orange Pill Rab, uh, an island in Croatia where Pavel is from. Uh, or you can listen on Fountain, which is a really badass value for value podcasting platform. And it lets you stream sats while you listen, lest you, it lets you boost sats. Um, and I think the coolest thing, it also pays you to listen. I think Fountain's the only platform that actually pays creators and pays listeners uh, for the value they add to the platform. So that's where to go for that. And it's Bitcoin Stoa if you're looking it up on there. Val, how's life? Thanks for being here. Hi, Nick. Uh, yeah, life is excellent here. Uh, the weather is getting a little bit colder, so it's not searing hot nice. as it was in August. So life is good. Beautiful. And you yeah. have a seminar with uh, safety this afternoon, yes. correct? Yep. Yeah, okay. starting uh, in a couple of hours. So we, we do two seminars every week. Uh, yeah, for two years already. So <laughs> two seminars a week. I didn't know about this. So tell yeah, me, yeah. let's let's start there. I'm actually like legitimately <laughs> curious. What are they? How does how do people sign up? Find out about them? Well, yeah, I mean, whoever wants to really dive deep into the uh, economics of of Bitcoin. You know, it's it's more focused on the economics uh, and on the monetary properties of Bitcoin, and and then what's going on in the world, basically, and how will that pertain to to Bitcoin? We do two seminars every week, uh, live seminars. Uh, you can sign up on safeinin.com membership, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great uh, group of people who I mean diverse backgrounds people who are really very very hardcore bitcoiners and you know we are my kind of people like yeah, your kind of people and uh <laughs> you know even even this in the in the bear market uh the podcast has you know pretty good numbers uh you know very very hardcore people are listening to it regardless of the price they are all buyers of last resort there you go and uh yeah so we have a blast uh two times a week yeah, yeah, we also have guests on the seminar, uh, various different guests from the Bitcoin space and some from outside of Bitcoin space. Uh, and so we produce the Bitcoin Standard podcast out of it. So uh, I would gladly invite everyone who is listening to this to check out the Bitcoin Standard podcast. There's a lot of very interesting, uh, valuable content there. Powerful. Yeah, one of my favorite things to see online when I see it written is like, what bear market are you talking about? Bitcoin's been in a bull market since 2009. <laughs> you know, it has to slow down at some time, at some point. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the analogy from Sailor where it's like, you know, the sound barrier in aeronautics is the speed at which if you exceed it, shit falls apart, right? Like shit explodes. And I think probably, you know, if you look at the annual compound growth rate of Bitcoin since it first started, um, we're going pretty fast, right? And it's like, I, I feel like these what what is no, what are known as bear markets um are really just ways to like okay let's slow down make sure all the parts are working you know build a bit more robustness so that when we break the next sound barrier um shit doesn't fall apart and i think it's actually like doesn't matter what i think but 
but my sense is that this is very healthy and it's necessary. And, you know, obviously each one of those um, periods is kind of enveloped by its own, you know, the world is not, Bitcoin doesn't exist in a vacuum. So, it, you know, it seems like this one, the world is in a very interesting place, place that it hasn't been before. And, you know, whether that's um, institutions and governments starting to really take notice of this in this period, uh, I don't know what happens like this. At a certain point, you know, Parker Lewis is saying gradually, then suddenly, like, it seems like we're getting close to the suddenly moment, but maybe that's just the, the bias of a Bitcoiner. I don't know. What's your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's very hard to say. Uh, I was listening to to someone talking about this, and they basically he said that uh, like what like you are feeling like nothing is really happening, and then just yeah, as you said, suddenly it happens. Uh, but the like until the last moment before the suddenly happens, you you are not really aware that something huge is going to happen. So yeah, right now, you know, the world is kind of uh, getting into this recession. Uh, you know, there is like, again, this sort of fear in the, or, or you know, notices of fear uh, in the people's minds. How are they going to survive this winter? Are we going, gonna get <clears throat> energy shortages and whatnot? And uh, yeah, so, I mean, my bias is that we are going to just kind of go through it and that nothing really huge is going to happen. Uh, on the other hand, <laughs> like already huge things happened just in the couple of last couple of years. So nobody could have predicted that uh, we would have almost worldwide lockdown because mm -hmm. of the you know airborne uh, disease or whatever um and um yeah it's it's really hard to say but uh yeah it, it, <laughs> the times are interesting and you know i'm very insulated from the from the stress about uh, everything because of bitcoin of course uh so i kind of uh, know that everything is going to be all right at the end of the you know the, the story but yeah, I can understand that many, many people are kind of stressed out and scared. They're unsure what's what's going to happen. But, you know, uh, I think that, yeah, humanity just has to go through this phase. It's, uh, it's going to, we are going to grow kind of stronger and more capable out of it. That's my viewpoint. I agree. And it's like, you know, the only certainty is uncertainty. Yeah. Although... I think the one actual true concrete certainty is Bitcoin, right? There's nothing else that I'm more certain about than Bitcoin um, because software doesn't really, it's not, <laughs> this shit doesn't change, right? It's, yep. it's very, it's a constant. And, you know, as the world changes and human emotion takes over with fear and greed and anger, whatever it might be, that projects onto the fiat marker of what people are willing to pay for their bitcoin it doesn't actually change bitcoin right and i think as bitcoiners we understand this i don't think most of the world understands this like the vast majority doesn't yet um and yeah i think you know i was listening to a really interesting um podcast yesterday by robert breedlove where he had someone on <clears throat> uh, i can't remember the gentleman's name i think he was italian and they were talking about predator prey dynamics in nature 
And I found the conversation super fascinating because basically they, they were talking about how there are these differential equations that explain predator prey dynamics in nature. Like for the example they gave was there was a ton of fish in the, in this Italian fishery. Um, and then the sharks got out of control and ate all the fish. And when the prey was gone, the predators all died because there were simply no more prey. They, they, they couldn't reach an equilibrium that was stable because it was just out of control. And then they peel that back and use that metaphor within the world um, of humans, right? Predator prey dynamics within the socioeconomic realm. And it was just so fascinating because in, in nature, predators use camouflage to deceive their prey, right? They hide or they, they do these things to get access to the prey. And when, when they were talking about it, they were basically like, well, predators in the socioeconomic realm are the bankers and the politicians. Right. And the prey are the people that they wield control over. And the camouflage they use is this weird, it's either a moral camouflage, right? Like we must do this for the best of everyone. Therefore, we must steal from you um, or intellectual camouflage where it's like, oh, this is so complicated. You can't possibly understand it. So we're just going to tell you a CPI number and pretend like that explains everything. It's fine. And this notion that these humans are using camouflage to deceive everyone into stealing all their shit. And they're getting to the point now where they've stolen so much that the predator, like things are starting to, like we're getting into system collapse because the predators have simply over predated the prey. Um, and this notion that the one thing that disrupts that is inviolable property. Like if people have property that cannot be stolen, there is no longer, you, you disrupt that traditional predator prey dynamic. And I just found it super fascinating because it's like, the insight that I got was the more humans stray from the laws of nature, the more we create suffering and just a mess. And fiat is this distinct separation of the laws of nature. And Bitcoin is a return to the laws of nature um, of like conservation of energy and everything, you know, really everything based on energy. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, look at what we look at what humanity's done in the past hundred years. Like we're so amazing. You know, what do you mean fiat is is parasitic to humanity it's like we did all that shit in spite of fiat like we did all that even though there was this giant parasitic for this giant parasite that weaseled into civilization imagine if we got rid of the parasite how humanity would do and i think that it just made me so happy to know that we now have a tool that cannot be stopped that will unlock a level of human flourishing that I don't, we've never seen before. I mean, obviously this has existed in the past, right? You look at the sound money standards in the past and the, the beautiful stone buildings and churches that were built like this low time preference lifestyle and, and um, architecture and the way of living in terms of health. And like when we return to that in this time with this technology, this technological landscape, dude, it's going to be glorious. And the parasites are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I mean, I see it on myself, like my quality of life is simply just steadily improving. You know, just this morning, I was uh, getting a haircut. And uh, I told my hairdresser, she was talking about how, you know, World Economic Forum is, <laughs> you know, planning the you know the the carbon footprint uh, app and uh, they are saying that basically the corona lockdowns were just a social exercise for you know climate lockdowns and so on and she 
And I, yeah, I just finished, yeah, I mean, you can listen to her and so on. Uh, agreed with her, but then I said that, yeah, yeah we, you know, <laughs> Bitcoin is the solution. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, yeah. And they said, no, no, just Bitcoin, you know. But, <laughs> the, the other the other cryptocurrency ethereum is like already captured by by these yes. people so crucial Bitcoin distinction only, yeah, so important it's so important it's the only thing that's really uh you know neutral decentralized it's a protocol that nobody can mess around with and she said yeah well when this you know after after september she's gonna come to my office and, and basically start the the bitcoin journey i didn't even have to spend a lot of time explaining how it works or whatever beautiful because you know people are getting to the point where and i think this is going to be even more pronounced where they are just uh, looking for a solution uh, to this invisible threat that's surrounding them but they cannot really pinpoint you know we had a we had a protest here in croatia a couple of weeks ago she she also told me that she was she was on the protest my hairdresser and uh, she said that and i asked her so how how was the protest did you i mean did you accomplish something because basically they were protesting to i mean th there wasn't really one one reason why the protest was was here it was because of the you know corona hysteria and uh, you know the unfortunate uh, increase in mortality that more and more people are seeing you know we kind of suspect what's what, what was the reason for that even though you know the mainstream media is really kind of sh shut tight nobody's really discussing that it's so uh, obvious it's so <laughs> obvious you know how you know what's going on and uh, and then the inflation you know so economic uncertainty so they were basically protesting the government kind of you know trying to get the prime minister to resign and for the whole government to resign but problem is i mean <laughs> like who's gonna who's gonna kind of uh, take the place of the prime minister the whole system right. is rotten to the core yeah. so the only really effective way to 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 act upon it is to you know take your personal responsibility and get on the bitcoin standard yes Opt and out. by doing that yeah you just improve your own life and subsequently you know as the second third order effect you improve everything else by starving the states you know just they don't have the seniorage revenue coming from the from the money printing they don't have you know they they, they cannot censor you they cannot capital control you and so on and your your life gets better because your money increases in purchasing power so that's really the message that I think more and more people will embrace. Um, so it's like it's almost like dual, <laughs> dual world, dual purpose for all of this. Like on one hand, it's getting more crazy, it's getting more intense. On the other hand, because of that, people will be more likely to to listen to us Bitcoiners to really, you know, uh, take take their life in their own hands. Uh, and I know it's like, uh, it's not easy. It's still, I mean, we Bitcoiners, we, we are kind of steeped into this uh, world of Bitcoin and what's going on. But, you know, 99% of people just don't know any, I mean, they, they heard about it, but like their level of understanding is literally just, you know, barely scratching the surface. So 
but you know uh time will time will do its own thing so many more people will you know wake up start using it they they will get their lives improved as i said my i got my life improved tremendously and i know that, that the improvement is just going to continue over time so yeah so, it's just patience at this point really patience, yeah. and i think you know the boiling frog um metaphor is a really good one right turns out for like 50 years claiming that there was two percent inflation was an okay rate of temperature increase where the frogs didn't jump out right people didn't really panic or freak out and you know it seems like the temperature on the oven just got cranked up a shitload and is going to be cranked up more so the the idea that more and more people will be jumping out of that boiling cauldron because it's so getting so hot and so obvious right the temperature increase differential is so obvious now that people are ready and i think really what bitcoin you know when you opt into bitcoin you opt out of fiat slavery which i deeply believe is a true term to its core now i used to think that was more sensationalistic like i believed it as a bitcoiner dude it's fucking true it's so true um you opt out of fiat slavery and really what you're doing that the act of opting into bitcoin is really i think the fundamental act of claiming your freedom as a sovereign human that is what it is right and and you know adults don't need to be given permission right men and women don't need to be given permission boys and girls need to be given permission you know boys and girls play fiat games which is high time preference men and women don't need to be given permission they understand that they have this innate sovereignty and all they need to do actually is just claim it right it's there you only get it if you claim it to claim it requires effort um and energy and in order to understand that that effort and energy is worth spending you must feel enough pain to say wow i need to do this and <clears throat> yeah i think people are going to be forced to understand that's that's really what gives me this closure that it's just patience right it's just being ready and making sure people know this is my mission now when i talk to people is not actually to tell them about bitcoin or convince them about anything it's simply to make them aware that when you're ready I've been looking into this for a while. I'm here to help. And you don't need to understand how everything works. I really am using the electricity metaphor a lot these days because I think it's important. Um, you know, this, this woman I met that I'm spending time with, she's kind of intimate. I'm trying not to scare her off by talking about Bitcoin all the time, but I am nudging these little subtle touch points. And she, she gets it fundamentally. Like she's a Bitcoiner to the core. She just doesn't know it yet. Yep. Um, and, you know, what I realized is money creates this deep trauma in so many people because it fucks so many people over. Like my family was deeply affected in a negative way by money. Her family was as well. Therefore, money is not something we like to talk about because it's dirty and nasty. But it's not money. It's fiat, right? And it's, and it's like we have to shed away the misunderstanding of money and fiat in order to clear space so that people can start to learn about sound, fair money. Um, and it's funny cause she uses the term, she teaches a bunch of women, um, about just how to like come back into their power on many realms. Um, and she uses the term monergy and I love it because it really is, you know, she's really attuned with the energetics of life and, you know, Marty Bando, he says, it's all about the energy baby. Yep. And he talks about it in one context, but really that's what it is. Socioeconomic energy is a fundamental piece of life in order for us to coordinate. It's been sort of had this dark shadow drawn on it by fiat but once we get rid of that and we really rediscover the beauty of fair money which is monergy that we use 
with it, between one another, it's going to be wonderful, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I I'd love to pick your brain on time preference because I think that I'm seeing that term apply to so many things. I was listening to a John Vallis podcast the other day of a guy who does permaculture and homesteading and everything he was saying in terms of like the struggles he's going through to like, you know, homeschooling is a challenge. Permaculture is a challenge. Growing your food is a challenge. All of these things anchored back into time preference. So if someone, you know, if you mentioned time preference to someone, how are you explaining that? And maybe let's riff on that because I think there's so many applications to that that I think are worth diving into um, and relate to the foundation that at the bedrock of society, if we have high time preference money, everything we do will be coordinated and oriented around high time preference um, fundamentals. And the minute we swap that for low time preference, uh, it completely, it put, it's like everyone puts a different set of glasses on, sees the world in a new way. So what is time preference and how does that relate to, uh, like, what does the term mean and how do you think about that concept? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, since I work with Seyfedin, I know that he is really very, very focused on that uh, term, time preference. And um, <clears throat> it's both uh, like, it's economic term on one side. On the other side, it's like, you can encapsulate even the some religious aspects of, of human experience, spiritual aspects. Uh, they all come down to your, basically your time preference. I mean, the main difference between humans and other forms of life that are at least known to us is that humans uh, have a concept of time. They are not just living or are just aware of the present moment. They do have a concept of future, concept of past, and they, they, they can basically conceive, you know, that they, they can uh, go against their nature, against their instincts, in order to achieve something in the future. So they, they can, um, like, if the animal is, is hungry, or if the animal is um, ready to mate, they cannot really work against that instinct. They will just, you know, go and get it. Well, human beings, they can basically overcome this natural body urges and basically uh, to achieve something that's, that might not even be uh, physical in nature. They, there are people who are ready to, to do insane things for the ideal, uh, for the idea. So all of that is to say that time preference is really about what is the capacity of human, human being, and everyone has a different capacity. Of course, some people have stronger ability to lower their time preference. Some people have less ability to lower the time preference but the, the fact is that every single human being can lower the their time preference which is just to say that um, whatever you wish to have whatever you wish to do whatever you wish to consume it's always going to be more valuable for you if it's if it's closer to the present if i offer you anything you know you are more like it's like you're going to value more if I give it whatever it is to you right now rather than in the future. And the farther away in the future, it is the less value you're ascribing to it naturally, right? So if I'm going to offer you, you know, uh, one BTC today or one BTC in 10 years, you know, 
one BTC in 10 years is going to be massively more valuable, you know, uh, in 10 years, but you have 10 years to kind of live, right? There is a lot that can happen in these 10 years. So right. naturally you will want to have one BTC right now, right? So, so the, the time preference is really influenced by the money that we use. And another thing that only human beings do, uh, it's interesting thing to, to think about, only human beings use money, right? Uh, other life forms, they directly exchange. If they do any exchange, if they, they just don't take from each other whatever they, 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 they want, or they just live in kind of programmed symbiosis with one another, with humans, we have all these different, you know, desires and uh, and uh, needs that can be satisfied by us specializing, you know, in certain things that we that we do bet that we do very good, right? So because we are accrue skill set, we accrue capital in what whatever we are specializing in, so we can provide that to others with higher efficiency, with lower cost, and so on. And we basically trade that with with other people, and because we have the problem of double coincidence of wants in direct exchange, we are using money. We are using medium of exchange to solve this problem. So we are the only creatures here that we know of that use money, and the type of money, the the thing that we use as money, and we must remember, we can use anything as money. We can use anything as medium of exchange, and we do use anything. As medium of exchange like many people use houses as money they are basically storing their their value in the house that they are not using to to live in they are not using house for its utility value they are just placing their value in the house so they will exchange it for something else later so they are effectively using houses real estate as money other things that you know throughout because history money's broken. Money. when money breaks everything turns into money. everything has to turn into money Exactly. Or other things, rather. Not and it's not just that the, the money that money breaks. It's just the form of money that you use, the form, the, the 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 thing that you use as your medium of exchange will affect your time preference. Mm. So in this fiat century uh, that we are currently living in, uh, most people are using uh, fiat government issued money as their medium of exchange. So. And because that that money is losing its purchasing power over time, people are um, people are becoming more like they are raising their time preference, which means they are discounting the future more, uh, and they are becoming more and more short term in their thinking, in their behavior. So the the higher, the faster the money loses its purchasing power. The shorter time frame you will have to plan your your life or to just project the future. So, like in Venezuela or or other countries where you have like 200, 300, 400 percent per year inflation, basically you have you are literally losing a fifth of your of your money every month mm. or so. You are literally That's you know crazy. yeah you you cannot even plan a week ahead, right? So you you literally have to get to the grocery store immediately when you get your paycheck uh so because you you just cannot even conceive about anything longer term project uh you know like building a, a house or whatever just, just 
tremendously difficult. You basically have tunnel vision where the only thing that's important is now today, because exactly. every day I waste, um, every day I wait is discounting this purchasing power more and more and more. So yep. you're naturally, you know, Munger says, show me the incentive. I'll show you the outcome. The outcome of highly inflationary money is people spend it right away. They have to, they have no choice. They can't save. Yeah. And then they will buy that. Like they will, they will use anything else as, as their money, as their savings. So, so people who are living in hyperinflationary countries, they are basically, they will, they will buy, you know, you know, electronics uh, or, or uh, house appliances or, or furniture just to, just to keep the money, just, just to, to preserve keep the their value. purchasing power. Yeah, just to conserve the purchasing power, and then of course, like uh, they will not really discriminate. They will not wait for the best furniture, for the best uh, type of uh, electronics or whatnot. They will just buy whatever they can buy that's like maybe not so high quality. It's like uh, low quality, but it's still better than the the rate of decline of their purchasing power if they were holding that purchasing power then in their national currency. So hmm. you would rather buy some some type of uh, furniture or you know a chair that that's losing maybe you know 20 30% of the value a year it, it's better it's better form of money than if you hold your <laughs> currency that's losing 200% a year. So so you see all of this uh, dislocation and all of this mess uh you know, in the countries that are affected by the very high rates of inflation, very high rates of uh, monetary debasement, and but it's it's also like U- U.S. or Western countries that have lower rates of inflation, uh, they they are also affected by this, just to the lesser exp- extent. So, so basically, this is why you don't really have uh, this lesser thing. extent so far. I think one one of my so favorite far, yeah. things that Parker says is we we really like to dissociate and separate places like venezuela or turkey or you know whatever it might be from us right in the in the more civilized western world that couldn't happen to us actually they're just at a different place on the curve right they are more advanced on the curve but we are on that curve and we are headed towards that um because that is the math behind fiat it must get there there is no <laughs> it's a self-terminating system that ends in radical hyperinflation so i think it's important for everyone to remember if you're listening to this like that's not some different world completely that's simply a, a country that has gotten um there faster and yeah. is where we are approaching and if you remember that i think it creates a bit more urgency to really understand money at least the people that i've talked to and you know just to just a little nugget my favorite way of explaining time preference is the classic delay of gratification scenario where you have a kid and you say i'll give you one cookie right now or you can forfeit that cookie and you have two cookies tomorrow and the idea is if you think tomorrow is going to come you're not going to die before tomorrow and you understand that if i'm patient and delay my gratification i can either eat one cookie today or i can have double the amount of cookies if i just wait 24 hours I think that is like a perfect illustration of time preference where high time preference is I want the cookie now. Low time preference is I want more cookies tomorrow. Even though I have to wait, I value the two cookies more. And I think that's really at its foundation, kind of the the simple way of explaining that. And everyone is eating their cookies right now. And the thing is, is like 
in Venezuela, you have no choice but to eat your cookies that day because there might not be any cookies tomorrow. And so it's like you don't you don't actually have the option. The incentive structure determines that you must be high time preference because that is just what the money is dictating. So. Yeah. And then when we when we talk about Bitcoin, you know, so this is the form of money uh, that can that's basically. Yeah, we, we didn't really have this before, like even with gold on the gold standard. Yeah, you may you you would have some increase in purchasing power, but it's it was more like it was just preserving your purchasing power over time. Right. Really, it's kind of uh, so. Even that's much much better. But with Bitcoin, we really have fundamentally increase increase of purchasing power over time, and something that we can really count on and rely on. So and verify that's the yeah, big thing. Exactly. So so really, Bitcoin is. Is really, uh, and I know it from again from my own experience. I know that Bitcoin is working on people's time preference. It's it's constantly lowering it, right? It's constantly making people right. think more far ahead in the future, right? And it's again, it doesn't happen overnight. It's 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 not. No. It's, it's really a process that that needs needs time. You need to make. You need it to take to marinate. time. Yeah, needs to marinate. You need like. Basically, you need to make some some uh, high time preference uh, things while being on a Bitcoin standard in order to later understand that you that they, those were maybe not the best decisions that you could have made, and and you are basically integrating that learning again into your you know your your thinking about the world and so on. Right now, for example, I am. Like my time preference, where I, it's, I can think about the future uh, in more uh, systematic, more planned, more more precise way, and the length of the of the time that I can project in the future is really the length of time since I got of zero, basically. Uh, which is eight years right now. <laughs> uh, so, so I kind of, I, I have eight years behind me. I have eight years of Bitcoin's purchasing power increase experience in the last yeah eight years. So I can kind of project next eight years approximately how they are gonna, uh, what's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah, be you have historical data happen. basically. Based based on the historical data, and I can say, oh, okay, it's not probably gonna happen exactly as it did in the last eight years, but, you know, discounted by whatever, 20 or 50%, however much you, you kind of want to, to discount your projection in the future, but you still can make projection in the future. You can still plan your future. You can still think about, you know, for example, uh, some some sometimes in the future, I want to save up and buy a nice uh, house, right? Uh, with very nice furniture, very, very nice, you know, maybe a pool or, whatever but uh, i'm i'm able to like more and more i'm able to basically literally plan that in the timeline of my giving my income giving my other expenses giving my savings rate and giving given the projected bitcoin's increase in purchasing power uh i can i can see a very coherent logical mathematical way that i can you know buy this house in less than less than eight years and in meanwhile having very high quality of life 
while saving for that house, for example. Mm. So, so this is this is a this is a place where more and more Bitcoiners are getting to, and uh, as more and more people go, get off zero, right? Once they start their journey off of uh, you know the fiat standard, and once they start switching to the Bitcoin standard, they will get that as well. And the thing is, others people. Other people's time preference affects your time preference. So the more people get orange pill, the more people start to lower their time preference, you will get more easier time to lower your time preference as well. Like for example, right now I have some trouble. For example, <laughs> like I would really, uh, I'm looking for things that are higher quality. You know, I'm ready to, I'm willing to pay more for a product or a service that's higher, much higher quality than than usual fiat, you know, services and products are. But I'm having trouble to even find it. You know, right. it's it's very hard to because you know more and more people are kind of caught up in the in the fiat standard. So basically, they are not doing the 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 the, the level of quality work that Bitcoiners are who are you know kind of growing into the low time preference thinking like it's it's just different like your your work will be different if you are stressed out if you are scared about the future if you are if you are not sure if you're if you know like your savings are can can't cover even a month of uh expenses if you god forbid lose your job like losing the job is huge 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 uh you know issue in people's lives because you know nobody has savings everyone is very has very very high time preference very short term you know thinking just like you know almost like an animal right yeah it's like survival Scared mode survival mode so so this is again as more people get out of this survival mode as more people liberate themselves and they escape slavery and get under the bitcoin standard for for us bitcoiners it's going to be easier to to kind of conduct our business uh because you will have more more like-minded people who will who are you know who you can trade with who you can work yeah. with more options it's, yeah more options so yeah uh, that was yeah. really well said but, yeah it's, it's going to happen it's, it's going to take time but uh you know at least the journey is excellent because you know, we are benefiting while we are on the journey it's not like we have to suffer for i don't know how many years until the world gets hyper bitcoinized right no we can we can individually just switch on the bitcoin standard and enjoy the benefits of it while the others are kind of catching up so yeah it's like it's it's all micro adjustments right like the way um something that came to mind when you're talking about that is like our old fiat self is high time preference and each decision we make with a deeper consideration of the economic choices we as soon as we check a pick a lower time preference option we've essentially killed a tiny part of our fiat selves right we've killed a tiny part of our high time preference selves and over time it takes a long time to kill that whole thing right because it's been so deeply ingrained that is literally our reality right it's like that old saying where there's the old fish and ask the two young fish hey guys how's the water and they're like what the fuck is water it's like we're so in it we don't even know. Um, and it's really those micro decisions that we make every day, taking a deeper consideration to it, valuing the future more than the present, 
that's how we sort of get, you know, that's kind of like what the eight year thing is. It's like slowly molding yourself to this new lens that you're seeing the world through. And, you know, it's so funny because the fiat mindset, high time preference is I don't have money for this, but I'm just going to put it on credit and I'll worry about it later. Right. Like that's the classic trade off, I think, in fiat is fiat high time preference is I'll use credit. I will pull from the future, even though I don't know if I'm going to have that in the future, but I'm going to pull from it anyway and owe someone. Whereas the low time preference mindset is I'm going to save so that I can buy this, right? If I can't buy, if I don't have the money for it right now, I, I actually can't, I'm not just going to pull from my future, not knowing what the future holds. And, you know, this, this carrot of cheap debt is such a nasty, sneaky little thing that's, that tricks people, right? Oh, you can borrow $10,000 at whatever interest rate, like a lower rate of interest than what we're printing money. So you're, we're literally going to pay you we're going, to bribe, we're going to bribe you to suck yourself deeper into slavery. And it's so sinister and it's so messed up when you, act, you know, like once I saw that, I couldn't unsee it. And every decision I made was much, it was considered much more deeply, which is more energy, right? So you have to value, you have to understand the value of those decisions in order to invest the energy in, in actually thinking about them. And I think right now, when you're in survival mode, you're not investing energy in shit. You're literally just trying to survive. And I think part of the Fiat Ferris wheel is keeping people in that survival mode so that they don't have the space to take care of themselves, which means they're even deeper in survival mode, right? And that's like the same thing holds true with health. It's like, well, instead of, you know, spending the time to take care of myself by picking good food, I'm just going to buy this shit food right now because this is I just need to eat, right? And high time preference and low time preference shows up in so many, like once I started looking at health through the lens of time preference, um, you know, like a relationships, right? Um, I'm just going to try and find someone to have sex with right now, or I'm just going to watch porn. That's high time preference. I want the cookie right now. I don't want to wait. Um, spending a lot of time finding a suitable mate and investing in a relationship, that is low time preference. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you see this with Bitcoiners, right? Bitcoiners are engaging in long-term relationships, they are becoming more self-reliant with their food, right? Like when you plant an, I, I, I have fruit trees on a lot that I have in Ottawa. That's some low time preference shit. Like I spent so much time and energy caring for those trees. I got like one apple from one of the trees, right? It's like, I didn't even know if I was going to get that apple. So, you know, this notion that we just have to really understand what's at stake um, and, tr and really internalize this notion that I'm going to view my life through a low time preference lens because I value the future more than getting something instantly today. And it's a process, right? It's not like you flick the switch. Although I've had some people that flick that switch pretty damn quick where they're like, whoa, okay, I got to make some changes. But it does take time. It takes time to unwind these things. It takes time to invest the energy into relationships and into food and into health and all that kind of stuff. And... Um, you know, it's like, it's almost like when you change, when you, when you internalize the Bitcoin mindset, when you opt into Bitcoin, you have adopted something that will accelerate that transition in a radical way. I think that's the big thing, right? If you're not opting into Bitcoin, you have no, you, you, you simply can't adopt the lens that allows you to take that mindset, right? Like fiat will always keep you in that mind. Even if you know this concept exists and you want to adopt a lower time preference life, if you are in fiat, you cannot right? It's like, you know, being a fish and trying to climb a fucking tree. No, you cannot. 
it's you're just not it's not going to work right the fundamental incentive structure is going against you you're swimming upstream it's gonna be really hard um and even if you just start by adopting bitcoin in a very small way acquire some sats learn about money this is the initiation into beginning that transition and that transition results in such a better life right yep. it really it, it, for me I, I mean i'm i can speak for only myself but also for the people around me who i've witnessed this in they're way better off they are adults right they're no longer children it's like adopting a low time preference mindset is part of the initiation from boy and girl to man and woman and there's a lot of boys and girls running around today like crazy people mostly because fiat has trapped them in that uninitiated state whereas adulthood requires you to almost like push punch through the barrier of fiat bullshit um and claim your freedom and that is actually like what it's all about. When you claim your freedom, you are becoming an adult, you adopt low time preference, and you, you see your life in a radically different way. And yep. uh, people that are struggling and suffering, I don't even think they know that that's the problem. But once you adopt that lens, it's like the orange world is so much brighter and so much more ho hopeful, even despite all the mayhem going on and mayhem that will ensue. And, and on top of that, once you connect with other people, who are in that mindset, it accelerates it even more, right? Like surround yourself with low time preference people and you don't even have to try, it just happens, like you said. Um, and the, the opportunities for Bitcoiners to develop products and services that are actually good <laughs> is unreal, right? There's so, it's like every single service and product out there has a giant opportunity to be reinvented based on a Bitcoin mindset. Um, you know, this desk that I have this computer on is a low time preference. It was made by humans in Ottawa. They welded it, they painted it, you know, it's real nice. wood, you know, this is an heirloom piece of furniture. This will outlive me. And we just yeah. don't have that kind of stuff. But I think Bitcoin will usher in a new era of beautiful things, beautiful yeah. home. Like even my brother's in construction. He talks, he always talks about, you know, these homes now are built like total shit, right? They're built terribly. They're rushed. They just want to get them out there and sell them. Whereas like homes used to be built well, homes used to be built to last a hundred years. They took a lot longer to build. It took a lot more energy. Um, and it's like, everything is just so high time preference now. And it's just shit. It's like, wow, the bar is so, <laughs> bar is so low. Um, I'm excited. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even those like uh, th these people who are, who are trying to build high quality stuff but are still not on a Bitcoin standard. They are still on a, on, on a fiat standard, you know, doing their best to, to kind of keep, keep it going. Like when they get orange pill, when they get uh, on a Bitcoin standard, it's going to be even better. So it's not like we, we have to reinvent the whole world. We have to reinvent the wheel. Not, it's not like Bitcoiners have to it. learn how to do it. <laughs> it's just that everyone who is already, you know, an expert in whatever you know there's so many stuff so many things that that human beings are capable of of producing marvels of technology and so on but it's just going to be so much better when we have uh, sound money when we have all when we all have low or continuous continuously lower and lower time preference we're probably never going to get to zero time preference because we are yeah. still mortal beings, right? Yeah. So we still have the concept of life and death. So, but still, it's going to be so much better. Uh, I just see it as a continual improvement 
uh, Seyfedin likes to say that he, see, he sees the process of, uh, it's, he doesn't really like the, the idea of fiat collapsing. It's not like something is going to collapse, like literally like a house that collapsing, that's breaking down. It's more like upgrading a software, like op upgrading operating system. Mm -hmm. So basically you are just, when you decide that you want to, to, to upgrade your, your money operating system, you can do it right now without asking anyone for permission. And, uh, and when you do so, so just think about it. When you, when you upgrade to the Bitcoin standard, you do not, your demand for fiat, your demand for bank to create money as it creates money when it lends money, right? So your demand for credit goes down. And uh, this means that we are, each Bitcoiner who adopts the Bitcoin standard is basically demonetizing debt, right? Mm. And monetizing hard asset, monetizing energy, basically, right? Right. And uh, so, so what happens is that over time, fiat is just going to, uh, like, just imagine a house of cards, house of cards, like one card is a demand for, for fiat, demand for, for debt, demand for loans, and the other is supply of loans. So each time someone adopts the Bitcoin standard, he literally it's like takes out one demand and one supply. So it's like orderly disassembling this house of cards, right. you know, one person at a time. And as we are doing this, Bitcoin economy is just slowly growing. You know, the number of people who are participating in the, the, the value of their cash balance, so the value, their purchasing power, right? Because when you start go, going on the Bitcoin standard, most people will just get some, you know, a percent or two, you know, just, just to test it out, right? But over time, this one or two percent are going to grow like in a full, in probably 100% of their balance sheet, you know, as Bitcoin is monetizing. So when wherever they start, they're going to end up fully on a Bitcoin standard. And uh, at that point, you just don't need that anymore. Your, your mind is, is, is in a different place. You don't have to pull from the future. You understand that future is uncertain. You understand that life is much better, much easier, much more peaceful. Uh, there is no financial stress if you just spend from the past and work you know, towards something that you want to buy and you still don't have enough money to buy it. So, and, um, and you are just then learning all these things that, you know, people have kind of known, you know, during the gold standard era, they, they knew the, the value of, uh, you know, saving the value of work, the value of the proof of work idea, or the, you know, you are much, much more satisfied, much happier with whatever you are purchasing, you are spending the money on if you have worked for it yes. rather than you just, you know, get into debt and you now immediately drive, you know, whatever. Because uh, you know you deserve it, right? It's yeah, like you didn't deserve it. And it's kind of like you're some... stealing. Credit is stealing from yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You're stealing for, 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 from yourself, from your own future. So, it, I mean, it's kind, kind of sounds very esoteric, uh, very, you know, out there, but it's really practical. Uh, and the, practi the practicality of it you really recognize it the moment you step into the Bitcoin standard. 
because I know for myself, I, 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 I did not really understand that my prior fiat uh, life was that there was something bad about it. I just, Same. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't really stressed about money, but I didn't really, I, I couldn't really conceive of the future. Like whenever I would think about anything farther than a couple of months away, I would just, uh, I don't want to think about it. Right. Because it was just like a fog, a fog of war, you know, like in video games, it's just, you, you just cannot cannot see further than yeah. whatever. Like the mirror is dusty. The mirror is so yeah, dusty. dusty. You the just, window is dusty. Yeah. So you, you are avoiding even thinking about the future. And then something hits you, right? Any unexpected, you know, uh, scenario can, can throw you off so much that you are basically forced to, you know, go into survival mode. So most people live like that, uh, but with Bitcoin, like the more the more time you are on a Bitcoin standard, the 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 farther away you can kind of look in the future. The the the, the clearer the, the the windshield. Yeah, it's gets. like you're wiping little layers of dust. Like there's so many layers exactly. of dust that have collected. Every time you make a low time preference decision, or even engage with the process of thinking about a decision deep deeper. You're kind of wiping off like a couple little dust particles and you keep going and you keep going and all of a sudden shit gets real clear because you're like, oh, that's what reality is. That's a, that's how I get clarity of knowing like what I want to do with my life and how to get there. Um, and it's almost like that process of wiping the mirror is this perpetual iterative transformation that you are incentivized to engage with once you get off zero. And the inevitable end is that you end up with a very clear mirror. You're never going to get all the dust off, right? Like in our lifetimes, probably there's going to be fiat particles that still stick on the mirror. But if the rate at which you're removing the dust is higher than the rate at which the dust is collecting, you are going in the right direction, right? This is yeah. like, this is a big thing with health metaphor I use is like, if the rate at which you're improving your health exceeds, your rate of healing exceeds the rate of you doing things to kind of have consequences on your health, you're going in the right direction. You are, you are becoming healthy. But if your rate of um, dis-ease, if your yep. rate of um, damage is exceeding your rate of healing, you are going in the opposite direction. And so I think the inversion point for, for time preference is Bitcoin, right? The inversion point is you are now, you have changed the, you have changed the game. And the game is, ushering you and nudging you whether you realize it or not towards getting more dust off than there is dust collecting um and then you can help other people realize how good it is when you fucking get that dust off because it's so sticky <laughs> for some people right the people who it's sticky is for are the people who are benefiting the most from not seeing the future from not seeing clearly right when you're this is like another thing with quote unquote healthcare professionals is like when your salary depends on you not getting clarity on the truth it's kind of a tough situation so you're either just going to experience so much pain that you realize you have to take the dust off, or you can be curious enough to start <laughs> wiping away some of that dust. And yeah, it's really, um, what a magical thing it is. Definitely. What, definitely. A, what a totally revolutionary thing on uh, the idea that Bitcoin, this piece of code that Satoshi created, can literally have such a profound impact on the individual and collective psychology of humans is so trippy to think of. And I, you know, obviously these conversations can't be had with many people, which is why I appreciate our, our conversation so much, but it's like, 
it's happening. We don't even have to do anything and it's happening. Like you can't make this omelet back into the eggs. It's not, you, you can't do it. So it's happening. It's like, how can we make sure, how can we do our part to accelerate it in ourselves and in others? Um, and how can we just help lay stones on this bridge for people to go from slavery into freedom? And it's scary, yeah. right? Freedom is scary. Health, I see this in health all the time. The notion that in order to achieve good health, you must take full owner, radical responsibility for your experience is super scary because when you no longer have things to blame it on, you, it's like scary to look in the mirror when you're fucking up. Um, but you have to get there eventually. So I think it's really this wonderful thing. And, and, and I, the way I see it is like the reason I stopped working on the health network and, and went full time into Bitcoin, like full dedication is like the health problem is a derivative of high time preference money. Exactly. That's it. There's no there's like there's nothing else to say. If we adopt low time preference money, people immediately take a low time preference to health, which is the only way to get healthy. So um, it's like it's an economic revolution. It's a health revolution. It's a social revolution. It's a, oh, I could go, I don't have enough fingers to keep going, but it's like pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, like I always have to plug in my shameless, you know, shilling of the full Bitcoin standard. Do it, do it, dude. That's a, do, there yeah. should be no shame. You should do that with pride incessantly because I can speak yeah. from experience. That is a super powerful book to just nudge people. <laughs> That's a, that book has taken so much dust off my mirror and will take yeah. so much dust off other people's mirrors that like we need to be given those, we need to be frisbeeing those like chiclets to everyone. Yep, yep. Yeah. And also like I was, uh, <laughs> I was reading this couple of other days and listening to, you know, uh, you know, Bitcoin Tina, he was, uh, he, he, apparently he said that he sold uh, half of his Bitcoin uh, for, for fiat wow. because he sees this economic um, kind of <laughs> downturn. He has bearish out, basically. Interesting. And this is... I'll buy it uh, from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is a guy who, who spent the bull market, uh, as many Bitcoiners know, he was really you know, kind of uh, yelling at people in this clubhouse uh, rooms and Twitter spaces uh, that like call them, you know, idiots that they are not getting what Bitcoin is and so on and so forth. So now he sold half of it. Well, I think that that basically, uh, so I'm, I was I was listening to, to this Twitter space the other day uh, and they were like all discussing about, you know, how how to position themselves right now. What's what what should what like should you continue dollar cost averaging now, or should you should you should you hold U.S. dollars because dollar index is is growing right now? Should you should you do this? Should you do that? What what should be your allocation? Should you should sounds you exhausting? Just, uh, yeah. Should you rebalance your your portfolio? Let's say you you hold. 80% Bitcoin and 20% fiat. And then should you rebalance it every month or every quarter or every day? Like how often? And then what's the tax applications? All of this. And I was just listening to it. And I thought, I mean, guys, just just drop fiat completely. Yeah. <laughs> you will get to the level of peace. Like, I think if, if Bitcoin Tina, if he 
just took this final plunge. I mean, he said that he was essentially more than 90% Bitcoin. But I think this last piece of fiat that he was kind of holding on to, thinking that it's it's the way to hedge Bitcoin's volatility, if if he was just taking this last, you know, step and you know, you know, basically went full all in, I think some he he would get a click in his head. Uh, but <laughs> This is how yeah. you you got to burn your hand on the stove sometimes to learn the lesson. Exactly, exactly. But I just wanted to say that uh, my experience, like as a as someone who is on a hundred percent Bitcoin standard, even in this super bearish, like you know, bear market conditions, Bitcoin dropping literally every month for last, you know, since since, since the beginning of the year, uh, almost every month. I mean. I, I literally have zero fears about the future, <laughs> about the near-term future, mid-term future, long-term future. No, like someone would think that basically that someone who holds on Bitcoin only like when you see this chart in the last six months. Yeah, they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Or okay? No, I'm not only I'm okay. I'm just, you know, I'm projecting peace to everyone else, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, it's 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 so tremendous it's hard to exp explain if you didn't try it it's almost like trying to explain to someone what's the smell of a peony flower if you never smell the peony flower you just it, it there is no words to explain the feeling you have when you're on a full bitcoin standard because like yes like the only thing that changes really is that you are not, you just won't make larger, larger purchases right now. And you will be more like- You'll be more careful with your spending too. This is a good uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, more, more careful. Like you will usually pass on the, pass on the opportunity to, to spend, or, but it doesn't mean that you're not gonna spend any, anything like, uh, Two days ago, we we were on a we, <laughs> yeah, we went to three dinners in the last uh, two weeks, basically. Uh, but it's not like, um, yeah, it's hard to explain. You sharpen you just, your pencil. I've heard that term. Yeah, before. you're sharpening. It, it, it's like you are in the in a savings mode right now. Mm, so that's yes. the only difference. Like you are in a savings mode. All of your time is kind of poured into into working and saving, and and researching, you know, what are you going to spend it on later? Right. So this is planning, almost planning. Yeah. So working, saving, and planning. And so when the, you know, when the tables turn, when the purchasing power starts to increase, you are like, you will not end up FOMOing in back to the market because you 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 were holding fiat in order to manage. You need to hedge your volatility. No, the volatility it doesn't matter. Like as long as you are spending less than you make, as long as you are running a full, you know, hundred uh, percent zero-based budget, as long as you are debt-free, as long as you are, you know, working, you are you 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 generate income. Like it it doesn't matter, right? This is why it doesn't matter what's the price of Bitcoin currently doing. It doesn't matter what's your entry point 
the only because you are still going to have to deal like even if you started you know when bitcoin was hundred dollars you know some people people say oh my god if i only started earlier no you would have to deal with the same it, it was probably much harder back then because the volatility was even more extreme so you would have to handle rise from $100 to $1,000 and then drop back to $200 and then rise to $5,000, then drop, then, then rise to $20,000, then drop. And the tech was shittier. To, it was less yeah. easy to use and the education wasn't there. So it's actually exactly. easier now. So, so it's easier now, but at the end of the day, you, you have to, like the, the, the task at hand is to learn how to use money that's fundamentally different than fiat. We we have we have gotten used to using low volatility inflationary money. So money that loses purchasing power in a pretty stable slow way. Guaranteed. And yeah. So that's one type of money and it changes you know, like it gets into your habit kind of you don't even think about it but this is how most people use fiat money. That that's the way fiat money works. To lose purchasing power slowly doesn't happen overnight you, you, like and you don't have this short-term huge spikes and volatility that the bitcoin has bitcoin is deflationary highly volatile money so you have to learn how to use that it's it's and the answer is not to use both i mean the answer is no learn how to use highly volatile deflationary money it's that you need to learn some skills on how to use it properly so that you can fully embrace the, the, the full benefit because the full benefit of the full Bitcoin standard is, is literally this. It, it eliminates stress completely because I still, I still when I listen to, 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 to these Twitter spaces and then people who are talking about uh, you know, Bitcoin's price and the macroeconomic situation and so on, I, I I hear some fear in their in their voice. I hear yes. some some concern. Like there is no concern once you once you you're fully in. There is no concern. Not because you are now desperate and you are just you know stuck. No, you you are just you just know that you you will always like as long as you know how to balance the budget. As, again, it's it's so simple, but I have to constantly repeat it. As long as you know how to balance the budget. And as long as you are uh, assigning your money towards towards uh, different goals, you are you are fine. Like uh, the difference is just yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I have to shill it, but on the other hand, I don't want to throw it down people's throat because some, right. sometimes I feel like you well, know, you can't. You, they have to discover it themselves. You have to discover it. Yeah, but well, you people can nudge have to them. So, so, but it's really, it's really tremendous uh, benefit. So my, my recommendation to, to, to everyone who, again, who is even slightly concerned, like I, I, I know that, you know, some Bitcoiners who are listening to this, they may be still, uh, you know, they may be still hold some amount of fiat that, that they think it's like kind of responsible thing to do I, I i heard this argument again you know you cannot think like that uh, you know you have it's a trader mindset though it's fundamentally a trader mindset because yeah. you are it is high time basically what they're saying because i've seen this too and i and i i understand it and i i do see the rationality in it from based on their perspective 
Yeah. The trader high time preference mindset is I want to optimize my ability to grow my wealth, but I'm going to do that by taking risks. I can't predict the future, but I'm going to try and predict it as best I can. Good fucking luck. But anyway, it's like by trying to keep fiat, you are expressing a high time preference, trader minded mindset of trying to capitalize on an opportunity you foresee in the future, which may or may not come. And the fact that you're doing that has inherent risk to it. And the more risk you take, the more anxious you are and the more scared you are because you are relying on your sense of certainty in an uncertain world. And so I think when you talk about being fully confident and understanding Bitcoin and being on a Bitcoin standard, the result is ease. Yeah. And, and it's like literally, and yeah. the, the stress mindset is dis-ease because you are, you know, you're taking on risk. You're taking on risk for the sake of capitalizing. Like it's basically greed driven risk, probably educated, right? Like you can, there are people who invest shitloads of energy into understanding the dynamics so that they can capitalize. Most 90% of those people get wrecked, 10% yeah. succeed. But either way, the, the, that path, choosing that path, inherently has stress, anxiety, and fear built in because unless you can predict the future with perfect fidelity, which no one can, you have an element of anxiety that maybe it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. So I think the trade-off is I'm going to feel a sense of ease knowing that I'm taking responsibility, maybe forfeiting some additional gains that can come through greed, but the comfort I get knowing I don't have to try and predict the future and take on all this risk to make more money is worth peace of mind. Like, what is peace of mind worth for people? Why, how do they value their health fundamentally? How does Tina value his health? Because yeah, exactly. if you valued peace of mind, it wouldn't yeah. be worth the stress of trying to make a couple extra b- bucks, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, well, I mean, I, I kind of, again, I, I'm trying to em- em- empathize with, with, with people and how, how they are making these decisions, but it's so, I mean, it's so simple at the end yeah. of the day. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just, I think you said it well. I think you said it. I'm, I, I'm excited to listen to this one again because I don't even know what the fuck we talked about, but I think it was good yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I often think now, you know, I have like a small little farm that I go to a couple days a week and it's very small, but it's growing. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I think on, I go there, it's literally just my mental health practice. I go there, I'm completely alone with nature for two days a week. Uh, I think that's what keeps me sane. And when you plant, when you plant seeds or you plant small, um, you know, like I'll plant a small plum tree, the outward expression of what's happening to that tree as it's growing is really not much, right? The external part, let's call it the tip of the iceberg, not much is going on. But I know that underneath the ground, there's a huge amount of stuff happening, right? And this idea that to me, bear markets really bring up the visualization of I plant a seed, and it looks like nothing's happening at all, right? It might even look like that. Like usually when you plant a plant, you, you transplant it, it actually looks like it's doing shittier, right? Yeah. It starts to wither. It starts to get like kind of crippled and gets weaker. And you're like, I hope you're going to make it. But under the ground, all of the roots are permeating in there. Every, all the microorganisms are coming together. So much is being done under the surface so that when the, the thing does start to go and run fast, it goes with a lot of momentum because all of the work that was done under the surface is now able to be put to use so that when it wants to create fruit, it has way more ability to absorb nutrients, to absorb water, to interact with the soil organisms. So I think with the bear market is like when the price goes down, yeah. it looks like the plant just died, right? Bitcoin died again. 
as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But under the surface, things are being built, right? When you're when you're onboarding 100,000 new customers a day as a company, you cannot build. You cannot. You're just trying to not explode. Yeah. When you're not onboarding anyone because no one really cares about Bitcoin because they think it died, you can build such stronger roots. You can educate. You can have the discussions with your board. You can do all these things. You can talk to your family. You have time. There's not a mania. So that the next time there is a wave of adoption where people get hyped about it, it's just got such a better resilient root ball on that plant that it's like unstoppable and will, you know, like the plum trees I have now, it is the picture of abundance. There are so many plums. There's enough for the birds and the bees and me and enough to decompose in the soil to replenish nice. the tree. But it only happens by allowing the roots to grow and and accept that nothing really looks like it's happening, but it is. So I think if people take that mindset, it's like, well, I want to put I want to get more sats as the roots are building because I know those sats are going to be much more solidly grounded when yeah. the world starts to realize this. Um, and another this is from before, but I just remembered it. You know, the idea that only humans really look into the future and save for the future. It's like I live in Canada. There's squirrels here, which are literally just these little cuter rodents than rats, but they're still rodents. Um, and this time of year, they're gathering nuts and yeah. burying them. And they're burying them for winter. And it's funny that I noticed low time preference <laughs> tendencies in squirrels because yeah, they're like, times are going to be hard. So I'm going to bury these nuts now so I can come back to them later because I'm not going to be able to get any later. And I think we just have to, we need to be more like squirrels. I think, you know, yeah, hard times are coming. Sure. Let's bury some nuts. Let's buy some sats and secure them so that we have some shit to ha- so that we have some resources when times are tough, right? It's like, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, no, no. This is this is a great, uh, you know, great metaphor with with uh, planting the, the 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 tree and how it. There is a lot of work going on while yeah. we are not really seeing it because it's happening underground, in the root system. Yeah. So this is uh, this is very applicable to 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 the Bitcoin, you know, market and and uh, how people do it. You know, I know, for example, right now with on Safedin's uh, business, we are rebuilding the whole uh, the whole infrastructure, the, the website, the the courses platform, uh, the forum, like payment processing, e-commerce systems, all all of that logistics, supply chain for the for the hardcover books. So, like, yeah, and you're building the you roots. Don't really see it because it's like in construction right now, right. and soon it's gonna be visible it's just yeah uh yeah each 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 time you will get new wave of adoption you need again it's like almost you need these bear markets you need the price to to go down uh, you know significantly in order to rebuild to build the infrastructure to onboard 10x more more people because i know that for example (laughs) i mean it's it's so practical like uh, we launched uh, this current Safedin's website in November of 2020. It what is the just, website? Just so people know if they're listening. Yeah, safedin.com. So perfect. So basically, we were we launched that, and I remember we launched it just on a brink of the when when Bitcoin broke its 2017 all-time high. So it was like literally, you know, six seven months after the halving, you know, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of knew it's just, you know, 
any day now it can break the all-time high and then it's you know you could literally feel the, the the energy you know it's like yeah so so it's like there's a giant ball stuck underwater people are yeah, holding exactly, it and then exactly. as soon as Just something any slips moment, it's gonna explode <laughs> so i remember this you know when it when it literally you know broke the all-time high it's literally just starting to pump pump you know literally on a daily weekly basis so but on the other hand we like there there is a limit on how much your infrastructure that you have built and prepared for this breakout moment how much it can you know actually yeah. support and how much it yeah. can contain and i i knew i mean we were barely like hanging by a thread you know with with the just configuration of the website all of the different stuff that we had in the background we kind of rushed it a little bit the the launch but uh, i know that you know in the next uh bull market which can be you know 10 times more uh intense than the last one was this current configuration could not couldn't take it like we yeah. would have you know website go down just you know everything will break down it's didn't it's have the not, capacity yeah it, it would be too much so so it's almost uh, and I, I, I really think that I don't see, look, I don't see fiat just collapsing like this and Bitcoin just, you know, mooning, you know, literally overnight. It, it's I don't either. Hard for me to, 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 yeah. I really think we are just going to continue uh, this adoption cycles that are driven by, driven by the uh, economic fundamentals of Bitcoin halving. I mean, I subscribe, I still, I, I don't think that the four-year cycle is dead. I think I don't subscribe to the idea of super cycle. I think we are still going to have, uh, you know, uh, run-ups that will follow after the halving, you know. And so, the over-exuberance, I don't think will ever end. Let's, I, I really don't think, yeah. like, the traders that, that LARP in, yeah. um, not LARP in, uh, ape in. Sorry, get my my meme words wrong uh the, the traders that jump in it just means that like there will always be leverage behind these exuberant phases and you know like if you compare each cycle to the previous one each one is a super cycle because it's much larger than the previous one but i think you know in in biology they have this notion of punctuated equilibrium where there's like equilibrium and then boom something happens and then you find a new equilibrium yeah. it sorts itself out um, I think we're forever going to go through increases in punctuated equilibrium where we, we, there's a bump, then we find our, our space and it can be a little bit messy because all the leverage has to, all the leverage piles in, all the leverage unwinds, we find the new equilibrium, we build, we build resilience, we build capacity and then boom, there's another puncture. So I don't think that's going to, I don't think that'll ever end because, you know, until Bitcoin has consumed everything, right? Until infinity divided by 21 million, which might take humanity's lifetime right um i, I think we're always going to be there and and i i actually find it to be you know one of the biggest things that came to mind when you're talking about these people considering oh should i do fiat when should i trade blah, blah, blah. misdirected energy yeah think of definitely. how much energy you would be able to conserve and direct in better areas and even the protests you opened with it's like yeah. think of if all those people took the energy that they put into standing up for what they believe in well-intentioned they just yeah. don't understand yeah. the dynamics Imagine that was put into them really learning about Bitcoin and yeah. helping their families about Bitcoin. There's just so much energy that's being pissed away 
that if it was focused, like laser eye focused on Bitcoin, would be put to such better use. And I think all of our individual challenges, how can we conserve our energy and focus in on what matters? And when we start to realize how much Bitcoin matters, I think the natural thing, you look at Sailor, the change he made recently, you look at Jack, um, my life, your life, we've all come to this acceptance that the focus should be Bitcoin. Like it changes everything else. It's the solution to half the problems in the world. That is where we need to focus our energy. And you know, every time a group of people realize that it pushes Bitcoin to a new punctuated equilibrium. And so I don't foresee that stopping. And I, you know, and I don't need to try and trade it. I just need to sit with it and know that I've made the right choice. The minute I started opting out of fiat, I've made the right choice. I just need to keep making good choices. Yes. And it's like, and if we continue, like if, if we continue, let's just say, there is not going to be this sudden collapse of fiat and sudden hyper bitcoinization you know where bitcoin is going to go to 100 million dollars literally over a week and fiat is going to go to hyperinflation literally over a week it's yeah. let's let's say that's not going to happen if that's not going to happen we're going to continue seeing this cycle you know big pumps and then big drops in bitcoin's purchasing power so if we are going to continue seeing that this this wave well you sh- like we should learn how to ride this wave how yes. to take advantage of it live in alignment with it exactly and i'm i'm arguing the way to uh, the way to learn how to ride it is to embrace it fully right don't try to don't try to hold on to fiat in order to have easier ride because mm-hmm. You are not going to get easier ride. The more fiat you hold, the higher your fear of missing out is going to be in the bull market period, right? You are just get, you're you're going to have this feeling that you missed out on you know stacking during the bear market, and you are going to start basically feel that you need it's it's going to the price is going to run away from you, hmm. and you need to understand during this during this up pumps in the price, you need to be spending your money because you want to have lower expenses during the inevitable drop in purchasing power. You even mentioned prepaying things. I love that. That's when you prepay for your life expenses. That's when you prepay. That's when you pay. This is what I was talking about in the last episode. Pay now, consume later, right? That's the the way you you think on, on a Bitcoin standard. On a fiat standard, you are trying to consume now and pay later for yeah, it. Yeah, right? that's so true. I never realized yeah. that. On a, on a Bitcoin standard, you are paying now to consume later. Right. So I know, for example, in the next bull market, which I think is going to be after, you know, proper big bull market, uh, is going to be after 2024 halving, you know, some, some way after that. Uh, I know that then, let's say it's going to be in, I don't know, winter 2024, I know that I'm going to be buying my vacation for winter of 2025 in winter of 2024. Mm. So I'm going to be prepaying a year in advance for my winter vacation. I'm going to be getting discount, you know, because I'm paying right now. If you want to go to a vacation next year, you will get much better price for it uh, than if you are just last minute booking, you know, uh, airplane flight. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the farther away you are buying something, the more discount you get. This is the, the, the nature of money. This is, yep. you know, money is worth more now than in the future. Thus, if you if you pay for something now that you will consume in the future, you're going to get discount on it. So you're basically, or if you if you are renting your 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 property, like the, the apartment that you are living in, you will you will get a discount most likely if you offer your landlord to prepay a year or two year two years of um, of rent in advance. So so you 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 are basically prepaying. That, that that's what that's what you should do. You should spend more at a higher rate in the bull market. Yeah. And I'm just saying that if your strategy is to hedge the volatility of Bitcoin by holding some amount in fiat. You know, however much you 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 think you are comfortable with, you're preventing you will it. inevitably miss on the opportunity to increase your spending and prepay for your future expenses in the Bitcoin bull market. So that's what's gonna happen if you hold fiat. And that's bad. I mean, you're not gonna die because of it. Like you're you will still make it, but you will you will miss out the this 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 uh, this natural thing that, that will come to you natural, like. It's not. It's not like you need to think about it a lot. You just see that you're you you have been saving. Let's say you have been saving for a vacation during the bull during the bear market, and suddenly you know bull market starts, and in a couple of months your saving for your vacation has increased in purchasing power ten times, and you know the more that it increased, let's say it decreased ten or fifteen times, you 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 know that this is not gonna like this is short-lived this is now gonna any moment gonna start dropping down so you are incentivized to to capture this this big increase in purchasing power by spending it going to a vacation but even better just paying for the for the future vacation now and then consuming it later so so this is i mean and again in the bear market you are just it's it's very easy you're just Okay, now you are more focused on on uh, on increasing your inflow, right? If yeah. if there is any way you can increase your inflow, there value. is usually there is usually is a way to either get more productive at your your job or get more another client or you know just learn some things, you know, invest in yourself, your your capacity, your, all of your career skills, let's say, so so you can you can start making some some more you know purchasing power coming in and you are just then tightening up your your spending so that you you can increase your savings rate because remember i mean this is this is so natural for me but i know that when i when i speak with bitcoiners about this they they suddenly get it like yeah right now uh you are i'm earning more sats right my than than i was um six months ago let's say you know, three times more sets, but my spending, you know, my usual spending is also three times higher. But the thing is, my delta between my income denominated in, in sets and my outcome de- uh, outflows denominated in sets is larger because I have adjusted my my spending behavior because I recognize that we are in the bear market. We are, I'm my purchasing power is dropping. You know, my savings rate. Is dropping in purchasing power, so I'm incentivized to to increase the savings rate, and it's opposite in the bull market. And the traders and 
you you said it nick perfectly when you are holding on to fiat you are literally practically trying to trade hmm. traders you're trying to time trying, a trade yeah you are trading and the traders are trying to to do what i'm basically what i'm now explaining they are trying to buy bitcoin when it's low when it drops down they are trying to sell bitcoin tina is saying that he is going to rebalance his 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 position right he's going to buy when it drops down you know buy bitcoin when it drops and then when it goes above his his uh his uh, portfolio allocation then he's going to sell some but i'm just saying yes in theory if you can if your behavior if your emotions can be 100 shut off <laughs> and you can just act on your logical brain you know your mathematical plan well yeah in that case go ahead do it i cannot do it and i i, I don't know anyone who can actually do it in mm. in a you know in a, in a real practical practical sense uh but i know that i can do it on a full bitcoin standard because on a full bitcoin standard like there is absolutely no way that someone who is uh, who has, let's say, similar income that I have and similar uh, spending that I have, uh, and he holds fiat and he is trying to have like fiat position and Bitcoin position in order to hedge the volatility because you know whatever there is, there are many reasons why he 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 thinks he should do that. I can guarantee that his savings rate is lower than mine, denominated in Bitcoin, hundred percent. Because he's he he is like naturally, I see many many people. I, I would argue majority of Bitcoiners right now are bearish. They think Bitcoin is gonna drop down to twelve thousand dollars right now, and they think that they will catch, you know, they they will they will buy it when it drops to twelve twelve thousand dollars. They are saving, you know, they they have dry powder. <laughs> they are yeah. they are thinking that, and I'm not saying it's impossible that it's gonna drop down. I my 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 thinking my pretty pretty high conviction is that we have seen the bottom in the in june but even if we we we, we dip down to to $12,000 and stay there for a week i i think that they are going to get scared even more <laughs> to to buy they they will yeah. think that they'll be like it might go to 6 i'll hold it yeah. and then it's it goes up go to 100 and they're like go shit to zero, you know <laughs> and i know for example that if if this if it drops to 12k in my case I am not like I, I will just rebalance my budget yeah. and I will have the income coming in that I have already worked for that's gonna be you know that's just gonna fulfill the the it, it's gonna be even more sets. I'm gonna be tightening up even more my spending and gonna go I'm gonna go you know crazy with work if if it, literally if it drops to 12k, I would be like all over the place. I would really you know try to do do, do even more. <laughs> work yeah, exactly. to, 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 to try to stack even more but you know and they and they would probably get scared and then you know again on the way up you get like you you're holding fiat you're on the way up you feel fear of missing out you and then you start buying but that's not when you start you should start buying you should start selling on the way up if you yeah. are if <laughs> you are a trader that i mean if you follow your logic yeah, you should be 
buying when it's low, selling when it's high, then, bu then buying when it's low, then selling when it's high. That way you will end up with much more BTC. That, well, that's what these guys are arguing about. Right. But I'm saying, yes, in theory, but the problem is you cannot do it in practice. You get scared or you get, uh, ex you know, you get so enthused about Bitcoin going to the moon. Like it's, it's so funny. All these guys were just- I think it's ego, so, a lot of yeah. it. It's like it's they, evil, they think it's... they can predict the future better than most other people and they're going to get rich off it. And I'm not saying that they cannot. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm saying like, it's not that you cannot, you, you can, I think you can predict, you know, with like, it's, it's like, um, it's like weather forecast. Yes. You can predict that tomorrow there is 95% chance that it's going to rain. Okay. And it's fine. Like, I, I understand that's, that's possible. You can, you can predict you know, with, with high amount of, of confidence, what's going to happen with Bitcoin one day from now or one week from now, one month from now, six months from now, a year from now, you can predict it. The problem is the farther away you go to the future, the higher this error range it is, right? So yeah. you are kind of, you can only say, yeah, I think Bitcoin one year from now is going to be between, I don't know, maybe 20000 and $80,000 maybe, you know? So yeah, somewhere in between, but it's the, the problem is you you are trying to act on it while fighting your impulse because your impulse is always your people's impulse is always that they are trying to extrapolate what has been happening in the whatever arbitrary amount of time they've been looking in the past in the future. So if they are looking right. at the last six months and they see Bitcoin dropping down in the last six months, they think, okay, it's going to continue dropping down. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to buy Bitcoin now. I'm going to save up my fiat so that when it drops down even more, then I'm going to be able to buy more Bitcoin and vice versa. If they see Bitcoin pumping in the last six months, well, next six months is going to continue pumping. So yes, you will, you can fight your natural, your, your emotional kind of this pattern recognition that humans all have embedded, you can fight it. You can waste your energy fighting it while holding on to fiat. And still, most of the time you're going to be wrong because you are going to make uh, decisions wrong. Like very big danger is that you're going to get too bullish in the bull market. You're, you're going to get FOMO'd in and then you're going to start leveraging up. You know, <laughs> you're going to take out loans, debt to... to to buy more Bitcoin because you think you 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 missed out your your chance to 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 accumulate and so on and so this is why you go on a full Bitcoin standard and full clarity. I'm just saying it's it's completely different like your skill set is going goes to completely different direction and to 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 come back to the time preference this is the best I think this is really the most effective way to work on your time preference going down because yes your time preference does go down when you when you are when you learned about bitcoin you are dollar cost averaging you you now see that you can you can save for the future you 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 see you know but when you are literally spending bitcoin every day so every day this this morning when i was at my hairdresser i was on the atm i took out 20 euros from the ATM. I know exactly how much how much it was in uh, in Satoshi's. I know how much it cost, how much my haircut cost. So I I literally have all these micro decisions every day mm. 
in my spending, all my micro, micro spending decisions that are always working. Basically, they are contributing to, to building out my overall time preference, right? So it's not like I, I know that. So, it, I mean, it's very, very useful because, uh, again, I see many people in Bitcoin right now. I have to talk about it because I see it's 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 a bear market. I, it's just it's it's act, like currently this is actual, it, it's actuality. So I see many people right now. They are um, um, they are saying that you know they, they are trying to increase their dollar cost. Like some Bitcoiners are saying. Okay, now I'm going to buy the dip. I'm going to increase my dollar cost average portion because that way I will end up with more Satoshis. And that's also not really how this thing is going to work because it's not about the nominal amount of sats. Okay, it's not about how much Bitcoin you're holding, it's about your purchasing power. Right. So, so, so it's very important because in 2010, when Las Luhanets bought two big pizzas for 10,000 BTC, he paid 10,000 BTC for two pizzas, which was around 30 US dollars. Okay. But we are thinking about it wrong, really, because he, like, that was in 2010, 10,000 sats was 30 US dollars. 10,000 Bitcoin. Power. 10,000 Bitcoins. Today, $30 of purchasing power is what? Maybe 100,000 sats yep. or something. Talking so about. you are now spending, like you are both earning millions of sats, you know, or tens of millions of sats every month, let's say. Mm -hmm. And you are spending millions or tens of millions of sats. So if, if last Pohanyets was on a full Bitcoin standard back in 2010, he would be earning millions of BTC per month. Right, right. And he would spend millions of BTC just on a regular, like he would be average middle class, you know, someone who had, has his expenses. But because Bitcoin's purchasing power was so low, his, you know, he would have a lot, you know, he would literally throw Bitcoins around like we are throwing sats around. Mm. Someday in the far future, when we are, say, let's, I, I would say that you would say, look, I used to make, I don't know, 500 million sats per, per year, and I would spend 350 million sats per year. You know? People will say that's absurd. People would say, in you are crazy. How could you do it? Like <laughs> That will sound like Laszlo. Yeah, you would sound like, yeah. so, so I'm just trying to say, like, the idea that you want to have more BTC that than you had yesterday is wrong because you don't need that. Because if that was true, like the best way to achieve that is to just stack one Satoshi every month, you know, and next year stack two Satoshis every month. And yeah, you will you will you will have more Satoshis than you than you started with. But, but that's you're ignoring not the, the important part, which is your purchasing power. Which is your purchasing power? Like it doesn't matter that you that you have more satoshis than you had when you started. When you have dust of satoshis, you want to have <laughs> more purchasing power overall. So you want to denominate. You want to recalculate what you are earning, 
let's say you're earning $50,000 a year, you want to, so that's like, let's say that's two and a half BTC a year, 250 million sets a year. How much are you spending in a mm. year, right? So you are spending, I don't know, $45,000 a year. So you have, basically you are spending two, uh, 225 million sets a year. So your savings rate is 25 million sets a year. Now, can you increase this savings rate? Yes, you can. You have to earn, you have to earn more and spend less. The more you earn and the less you spend, the higher your savings rate is going to be. That's how you need to think about it. So on a Bitcoin <laughs> not, standard, it's not about stacking sats. It's about stacking purchasing power. Exactly. It's kind of what and you're then, saying. And then the interesting thing that's only present in the Bitcoin standard, that's not present in the fiat standard, is that once every four years, you get this huge increase in purchasing power, usually 10x, you know, your, your savings, whatever you have saved, let's say you saved, you know, let's say you saved $5,000 of purchasing power every year, you know, in this four year cycle. So you save $20,000 of purchasing power. Suddenly you have $200,000 of purchasing power. Right. It doesn't matter what your, what your BTC number is. You have $200,000 of purchasing power. It's easier for us to to calculate what's what two hundred thousand dollars can can buy, rather than what one BTC can or ten BTC can buy. For most of Bitcoiners, it's still easier to 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 think in terms of uh, fiat as unit of account, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you use as unit of account, because at the end of the day, you can you know the purchasing power is purchasing power. Either you can you can buy this house or you cannot buy this house. Mm. Doesn't matter how yes. much sets can you decision. buy. Right, so it's so easy. So the, the 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 thing is, once your savings increase, right, 10x, now you still have to think about how, like, you will likely, let's say, you you have saved up twenty thousand dollars over four years, you go suddenly to two hundred thousand dollars, but it's high high likelihood that it's not gonna stay two hundred thousand dollars next four years. It's probably gonna drop. 70 or 80 percent down yep. which is uh you know your two hundred thousand dollars will go back to maybe 50 50k you know sure. so spend so it you when your purchasing power is high yeah now you need to think okay i have two hundred thousand dollars what can i do with this money with this savings that i have given that it's probably going to drop significantly in the next couple of months what can i do to lower my expenses so that they have higher savings rate in the next four years. Can I prepay my rent? Can I buy a new car if I if I if I need a new car? Can I can I prepay my, my vacations? Can I buy half a beef and put it in a freezer? Can I yeah. uh, can I replenish my wardrobe? Can I do whatever you know? What can I do? And you re you really need to think about it. It's not so easy. I mean, people think it's easy to spend money. Yes, it's easy to spend money if you're just burning money. But if you are trying to spend money in a wise intentionally, way, like wisely and intentionally, is very hard. Exactly. Or or timeline. This is where time preference becomes very practical because you sit down, you write the timeline. You know, 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. And you are looking at your income, you are looking at your out, outflows, right? You are looking at your savings rate, your, your projected savings rate, and you are you are you are trying to increase your savings rate in the future with the money that you have right now, that you have saved up in the last four years. 
That's how it works. This is, I know, I mean, it maybe sounds complicated. Maybe I'm not so skilled in communicating. I'm, I'm learning how to communicate. This. this is how we hone it. And actually, one thing I yeah. wanted to say is like, I want to be sensitive with your time because I know you got the seminar. Yeah. I think we should do a whole, like maybe even episode number six, because I'm going to yeah. be there next time yeah, we do this. Sure. Why don't we just dedicate it towards starting from the very, be like starting at a five-year-old level. How yeah. does one, what does the balance budget look like? Yes, what does a yes. simple do budget look like? Like whatever yes. we record, I'll send you the footage because I'm sure you can plug this into a lot of places. Why don't we do that for Orange yeah. Pillars number six? Because I think it's going to be extremely valuable. Yeah. Not only to people who are ready today, but the idea that we can crystallize that yes. into a piece of content, which anyone can use at any time and yeah. we can look back on. So if we do it again next year, we can kind of upgrade it and iterate it. So I'm going to write that down. And then I just had two things and then we'll kind of close it up because I know yes. it's getting a bit later. Number one, to all the traders out there um, working with complex models and deep knowledge to try and you know buy low, buy the dip. What happens if the Saudis buy $50 billion of Bitcoin? As Michael Saylor says, all your models get yeah, destroyed. destroyed yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a risk. And then you know, exactly. back to the thing that you were talking about, about we are innately emotional creatures. Like this is not something, it's not an option, right? Yeah. I, I read a quote uh, last week that I think was beautiful and very suitable here. It's very hard to change your emotions. Yeah. Right. It's much easier to change your perspective. And exactly. what you've done is yeah. not had to deal with the emotions because your perspective negates the need for those emotions to come up, right? Like you don't have to battle fear if the perspective you're taking is that I am making the best choice for me and I don't have to worry about all the nonsense. So I think, I think there's probably some wisdom there where it's like change your perspective and try and instead of fighting your emotions and you do that by getting radical clarity, I think changing your perspective is literally take some fucking Windex, go to the mirror, wipe off the dust completely, then you have a good clear perspective where you don't have to get upset when things happen because it actually you can have ease <laughs> we all want ease absolutely and yeah. then like it's not like i'm i'm not feeling any emotions don't get me wrong i still feel emotions i think most people will feel emotions uh, regardless we we are human beings we yeah. have this this is a part of us but the difference is that this way when when you're on a full bitcoin standard like when you see huge drop in purchasing power, yes, you will feel uncomfortable for, although just for a couple of moments sure. until you rebalance the budget, which <laughs> can come literally in three minutes. But this uncomfortable feeling that you have is literally working in your favor. It's working yes. in your best interest. Because pushes you to earn more. Pushes you to earn more. And it's just like, it's, it's if we didn't feel any fear, right? Like uh, we could we could be killed with you know a car could kill you when you when you get out uh, of the door like you are not gonna be like stupid crazy person who is just gonna walk in the middle of the of the of the road where the cars go you know sixty miles an hour no yeah people who don't feel fear don't live very long <laughs> exactly so you're not gonna make it very long without the emotion of fear it's just that the fear like the fear that that you feel on a full Bitcoin standard is <clears throat> just like the fear that you are feeling towards a car that's driving on the street. You know what you need to do, right? Yes. You are not going to walk on the, in the middle of the road, right? You're, you will walk on the sideways, right? You will stay away from the big car that can, that can hit you and break your bones or whatever, kill you. 
And that's what you do. Or if you are literally, let's say, the, the, the type of fear, or let's, let's okay, that's maybe crazy example, but let's say you are living in a more, you know, kind of uh, remote uh, area where there are, I don't know, there is a wood close and there are maybe a bear coming, you know, there is a bear that's, that's roaming around. Like if you if you see the bear and you are close to the to the house, you're probably gonna run away, you know, or 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 do something. You're not just gonna you know whatever ignore the bear and bear is you know very you know <laughs> you know angry and 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 uh, hungry and in the mating season or whatever. It's like you don't want to. <laughs> that's the type of fear that you that's that's gonna protect you. So the fiat. Fear, the debt slavery fear that people are feeling is a fear that's always kind of in the it's somewhere here it's non-specific it's like, that's the dangerous non-specific part. it's not there is no big bear big you know yeah. lion that's that's after you there is no visual representation where you can focus your energy and then do something to get out of the danger yeah it's constantly just enveloping you and it's mm. it's so it's so insidious so bad you have to get rid of it the, yep. when you will get rid of the last fiat uh balance that you have you get rid of this this type of fear yeah and then you're just you know you're fully alive you can you can just you know you're aware what's going on you are not denying the fact that your purchasing power is is fluctuating you know tremendously sometimes but you are at peace because as you said in the very beginning, there is a certainty in Bitcoin as 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 a protocol. So you you always know. So what I like to do when when I'm kind of uh, when I need some let's say reinforcement uh, in my conviction, if, because I'm on a full Bitcoin standard, there is no not much more that I can do uh, to to increase my conviction even more. But <clears throat> sometimes if I if I feel that I need to do that, I just open up simple mempool you know uh, mempool.space i just look at how the blocks are coming in yeah how this beautiful machine is just working you know tiktok next block as bitcoin is like to say you just see next one after another block no That's your an- it's like your huge. anchor that exactly. there is certainty and it's not i'm not dreaming this i don't have to worry exactly. it's like it's happening whether i do anything or not that yeah. gives you peace I just spent a couple of minutes looking at this marvelous thing, you know, and I, I see, you know, you know, whatever happens, Bitcoin is just going to produce next block, doesn't care at all. Like right. all of this, like I was listening to FOMC meeting last night, uh, our uh, Nick Batia, he's great Bitcoin. If someone wants to learn about uh, what's going on in the macro world, they should subscribe to the, to the Bitcoin layer. Um, he wrote layered money too, right? Yeah, layered money book. It's excellent. He was also a guest on the Bitcoin on the Safety Seminar. Great, great, great guy. Perfect information. They they held Twitter Space last night when uh, we when there was an FMC meeting. Uh, you know, Fed was deciding. You know, are they gonna raise rates seventy five basis points or hundred basis? Points Some old dude told us what money was worth. It's so exactly. <laughs> it's so goofy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was listening to it and yeah, I, I forgot what I was. Yeah, so, so I was listening to it and, <laughs> you know, no matter what, you, like you could see literally, this is this was my first time that I was literally 
looking at the Bitcoin's price <coughs> during that meeting, right? So the moment they announced the rate hike, you could see, you know, the volatility <laughs> spiked. No markets, you know, up, down, up, down. Bitcoin was uh, you know, trading at 19,500 and then suddenly dropped, you know, in a, in a second to 18,500. Then in a couple of seconds, went back to 19 and then back to 18,600. It's like- Traders sold, stackers stacked. And it's like- but it's just someone, very, you know, yeah. spiking. It's, it's <laughs> fascinating to look at. And not just on Bitcoin, on all the markets around the yes. world. And yeah. like, it's, it's like, like an earthquake, you know, and I know mm, that a tremor, like I was walking, you know, listening to the, to the Twitter spaces. And I mean, I was enjoying, you know, my, my slow walk, uh, you know, the sea was uh, breeze, you know, very, very nice. The smell of uh, salt and so on, peaceful, calm, quiet, but I know that there was many, probably thousands of people <laughs> who were stressing out about this <laughs> craziness. You know, oh. you're just literally, literally going crazy about what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, they and uh, and I know that you know, like Bitcoin didn't care, <laughs> like it just, it just mined its blocks. Yeah. You know, everything works. So yeah. yeah, so that's always you can always come back to 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 this uh, stone cold realization that Bitcoin is here. There's pretty much nothing that nobody can do to to make it go away unless you think you know internet is going to go away tomorrow like if you think about that like good luck to you i mean you should you should live your life thinking that bitcoin that internet is going to be tomorrow here thus bitcoin is going to be tomorrow so like that's it like choose it, to live with really these easy. yeah this gives you tremendous amount of peace. It's it's really like, and if you want, if you want even more peace, then you just go 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 deeper into technical, you know, how how Bitcoin really works. Then you will then you will clearly see that nobody can 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 mess mess around with it. Nobody can can stop it. And if nobody can stop it, it's just going to continue monetizing it. And if it's going to continue monetizing it once every four years, unless you have sudden 50%, basically you, you would have to have the amount of people, the amount of demand to hold Bitcoin basically needs to drop in half in order for the price, for the purchasing power to stay, stay the same. So, and I'm just seeing Bitcoin's demand, demand for Bitcoin is just slowly increasing. Yep. And if it stays the same, or if it continues to slowly increase, or even if the demand decreases, but it decreases less than 50% of the total people who are holding Bitcoin. It's going up. It's going up. So, so it's like, I mean, that that will that will soothe your soul if ever you get uh, afraid of the Bitcoin's purchasing power drop. But really, you really don't get afraid. When you are on a full Bitcoin standard and you, you have income coming in, that's, I mean, of course, that's important, but I think all people should. Uh, it, it, I don't believe in the retirement, for example. <laughs> Maybe that's 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 a, that's a that's a topic. that's a conversation for next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> um, we are we are yeah. close to the. End that's of two the hours. Episode. God, two hours flies. So everyone listening, thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to donate to Rab orange pilling efforts you can use the wallet address in the youtube link if you enjoyed the content the way we understand that people are listening and enjoy this content is by sending sats um value for value through fountain fountain is an amazing app 
Uh, you can literally get paid to listen to this. If some of those stats that you got paid, um, if you deem this conversation of value, you can boost or stream some stats for this conversation. And we're grateful for every stat that comes in and for every listener that listens. So thank you for being here, Pavao. Thanks for taking the time. Stick around for 20 seconds after I'll end the recording. And uh, we'll catch you all next month. And next month will be all about living on a Bitcoin standard and what it means to create a budget for yourself so that you have a framework to yeah. use within the context of living on a Bitcoin standard. So we'll see you next month. Thanks for being here.